Does Donald Trump have COVID or is he actually on a boat preparing for Red October? And then while we're on the topic, we'll just squeeze two stories in for one. Is it possible that a famous fortune teller, Baba Vanga, actually predicted him getting COVID-19? And then we move away from that. We move away from that story. We move to something timeless. Because we're going back to the Garden of Eden. Is it possible that the snake's temptation wasn't with an apple? No, 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 no. What actually happened is the snake wanted to have sex with Eve. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. It's my birthday. I turned 44 today. So let's give me a round of applause. I'm blowing out some candles on multiple cakes. Everyone has made me a cake, I hope. And you have it. You guys can eat it. I won't be able to swing by, but all enjoy some delicious cake that you made. And let's give a shout out to our newest Patreon supporter, Corbin's Channel. Corbin's channel. You get a round of applause as well. Thank you so much for supporting the show. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. Whatever vehicle we take, you're in charge of. If you can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help get the word out about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. And Corbin is giving me a little frosted cupcake. It's all beautifully designed. It's in the shape of my head. I I don't want to eat it, so I put it in my pocket. And I'm going to give Corbin the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dreadnought. We're going to need our battleship for this story. So get in there, get your little little skipper uniform on with the little shorts. Look like Donald Duck. And we are going setting sail, trying to catch up to Navy One. Somewhere in the mid-Atlantic. Those are all the whales swimming alongside Navy-trained whales. And there's like Navy snipers on the boat as well. They see us coming, but... They know, they know that they are no match. The United States Navy is no match for our battleship, the Dead Rabbit Dreadnought. The reason why we're chasing down Navy One, legally we're not chasing it down Secret Service, we are simply within a wide enough area. So, you guys know about Air Force One, there's one for each division. So you have Marine One, which is the helicopter, and then you would have Navy One, which would be his ship. Anything he's on becomes that one. So if he gets on, if he's like, move out of the way, fighter pilot, he gets in a plane, that becomes Air Force One. I believe. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I wonder if they'll have a Spaceship One someday, dude. Wouldn't that be dope? Starship One and the President is floating out in space. But anyways, hopefully with a spacesuit and he's enclosed in a spaceship. But anyway, so he's on a boat. And I know they, I know. every time I say that, you guys are going to get that song stuck in your head. It's been stuck in my head since I read this original story. He's on a boat. This is a conspiracy. I guess I should back up a bit. We got, I got ahead of myself with the whale noises. We all know, I think most of the people are aware at this point, someone's eating their cereal right now, they're about to spit it out, that Trump has come down with the coronavirus. He has COVID-19. We'll take a break for that one guy to spit out a cereal who did not know that information yet. Now, almost immediately, I would say really, oh, not even almost immediately, immediately, like the split second that news became available, the conspiracy theories started. One of them was that when he was walking to Marine One to the helicopter, and he's wearing his mask, he had like on his little face mask, people were doing these close-up enhancements of the photos, and it was showing like you could see like a little little line behind his ear, and the people are like, oh, he's wearing, he's like a scuba diver. He has this super secret oxygen tank in his back. 
and he's walking around, and this tube that's completely invisible from the uh, collar of the shirt to the top of his ear. It's 100% visible, but at the top of the ear, there's a little white line. That is that technology. It's, it's stealth oxygen tanks. Only the military has them. It's reverse engineer from gray alien technology, and they're completely invisible until they reach the top of the ear. And then they're invisible again going into the mouth. It's amazing technology. They just they have to work on that quarter inch there. We now know that he actually was on supplemental oxygen at the White House. But I don't think he was walking to Marine One in an invisible scuba suit. But that was the first conspiracy theory to pop up. And that was obviously a conspiracy theory showing this is how weak Trump is. Because it's interesting because we have now, for the first time ever that I've seen, and I've been studying this stuff for three decades, we have... Both sides of an issue dishing out conspiracy theories. Normally, it's only one side. Normally, it's one group of people saying, we need to do X because of Y. And then an opposing group going, they're reptiles. Or they're the NWO. Or they're the Illuminati. Now we're seeing it happen on both sides. It's really bizarre. Because obviously, that conspiracy theory would be based on the fact that you wanted Trump to be sicker than he may actually be. Because right now, they're talking about he may be released Monday. He may be out of the hospital on Monday. But there's all these photos going around being like, look at how weak this guy is. He's dead. He's going to die any moment now. And and to complement that, every time he's released a video, people are like, oh, that's edited. You can tell where it's edited. You can tell like they're editing out him going, oh, give me some of that alien, gray alien tech. And then so they edit all that stuff out. They have a, a copy of Adobe Premiere that they reverse engineered from a gray alien technology as well. They can perfectly edit it. So he's like, hey, guys, I'm doing fine. Yeah, I mean, they say the next couple hours, next couple days are going to be really important, but I'm doing fine. In reality, he was actually dying during that video. So you have conspiracy theories coming out from the people who want him to suffer. We want him to already be dead. Then you have the group of conspiracy theories that are the complete opposite. That's why we're trailing Navy One, because this is the newest conspiracy theory to go out. I talked about these videos. He's kind of sitting there, and he's done two of them so far, and he's like, yeah, everything's going fine, you know, I'm I'm sick, and it sucks, but um, if you you only knew the type of access to great alien technology that I have, you wouldn't be worried. Everything's going to be A-OK, and those videos were released. And then the bombshell dropped. It's go time, guys. So we're following this Navy one, and all of a sudden we see helicopters flying off of it in every direction. We see fighter jets shooting overhead. I was like, oh man, we should have taken the Jason jet. Why are we in this slow boat? By the time we get back to America, we see democratic leaders being let out of their houses. <laughs> the Jets are Transformers. They transform into robots. They're punching the house open. Obama's like, no, no. He's getting picked up by Starscream. Hillary Clinton's running through the woods. <gasps> I wish I had some of that great alien breathing technology right now. She's running. Guards with dogs. <laughs> they're chasing her down. They grab her. They're like, you're under arrest. She's like, for what? And they're like, uh, we'll figure that out later because right now this is Red October. <laughs> more jets flying overhead dramatically red october is something that has basically been predicted since (laughs) since november 2016 it's the roundup of all of the people who tried to overthrow trump it's it was tied deeply into like the Mueller report QAnon was a big proponent of it in the beginning i don't really follow QAnon much anymore so i don't know if it's still a thing that's being talked about in those circles but 
the idea that these people were trying to overthrow Trump and this allows him, this COVID-19 thing allows him. So the theory is he's not really sick, that they needed to get him out of the White House and onto a boat so they could arrest all of these leaders, all of these people. And also part of weird part of the conspiracy theory is that someone was saying that Obama and the Clintons and Rachel Maddow and a bunch of other people all use the same phrase in their Twitter saying, we hope you a safe and speedy recovery. They use that same phrase and people said that's some sort of code. And I go, no, that's just humans being lazy and copying and pasting stuff. But anyway, so that's how deep, quote unquote, deep this goes. Donald Trump's actually on a boat right now. And so what's the proof of it? What's the proof of this? That he's not in the hospital right now getting treatment, that he's actually on a boat is one, those videos that were previously thought to have been edited because he was dying and they had to edit out all of his deep breaths. They're actually, if you look very closely, if you look very closely at the video, one of them, there's flags in behind him, right? They're just, he's indoors. They're not waving super dramatically. He should have turned on a fan though. That would have been cool, but there's just flags sitting there and he's sitting at a desk talking to people. And if you look very, very closely, you see him move, right? You see him move in a closed room. So the theory is, is that there's only one time a flag will move in a closed room. It's not if someone opens a door, right? It's not that there's a window open because he has a disease that's a respiratory disease and they tend to get some fresh air. No, it has to be on a boat. The boat is moving. It's rocking super slowly. And the flag's waving. The flag's sli- it's not even waving. It's just slightly moving, right? It could be a bunch of flies back there. I don't know. And then he did another video where he's sitting in a different room. Oh, that's suspicious. Have you ever seen a human sit in two different rooms? What? (laughs) Call Art Bell on this one. There's another video where he's sitting in a different room. And there's like these doors behind him, these panels. And they have these knobs. I know, guys. Whoa, calm down. A door with knobs? What type of technology is this? This is already getting weird. Apparently... Those knobs are only found in one place and one place only. Cruise ships. So now my question is this. My question is, I thought he was on a Navy battleship preparing for a Red October War. Now he's on Carnival Cruise Lines, which is the one place you don't want to be during the COVID-19 pandemic. This guy's like, hey, Trump, we're about to arrest all these people. So we're going to fake that you had COVID-19. He's like, great idea. Great, great idea. It's going to be huge. And, and the Secretary of State say, it will. It will be huge, sir. But then we're going to fake that you have COVID-19. And then we are going to hide you out on a place that's known for spreading COVID-19. And he goes, he goes, that plan sounds good. It sounds huge. And the Secretary of State's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the only Trump impression I can do, thankfully. Anyways, if you happen to be on a Carnival Cruise Line right now, my condolences for you and your family. I'm so sorry. And if you happen to see the conga line, a man enjoying himself, COVID-19 free for now, because again, he's on a cruise ship, he's dancing, he's dancing there, and you go, that guy looks awfully familiar. And then you realize that there's 20 Secret Service agents dancing next to him doing the little conga. You might be on the front lines of Red October. That might actually be what's going on. It's not, by the way. It's totally not. And then... Yeah, we'll be back to whatever bizarre conspiracy theory is next. And actually, that is a great transition. Corbin, let's go ahead and leave behind the Dead Rabbit Dreadnought. I don't want to be super Trump heavy, 
But we're gonna. I'm just gonna knock this one out of the park because I know a lot of people are gonna request this. Let's hop in that Jason jet. We're actually gonna take the Jason jet from sea. It's a jump jet, so it takes off right off the deck of the Dead Rabbit Dreadnought. We are headed out to the Balkans. <laughs> I've done a bit of information on this woman before. Baba Vagna, Vagna, probably not Vagna. Baba Vagna. I, I, I talked about her before in the episode. I'm not going to... Basically, all you need to know is she's known as the Nostradamus of the Balkans. She's made a ton of predictions, and people say she has an 85% accuracy rate. Which, if you get one wrong, then you're wrong. Like, a prophet, someone who makes predictions, should never be wrong, right? It shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I thought the Bengals were going to win. It was actually the Bobcats. As a bunch of cats are attacking you, you're like, I don't care which one, which one wins eating me. Who's going to win the game? She actually made like a prediction of like a FIFA game. She said both teams will start with the letter B. And only one of them did. And I'm thinking if you're able to tell the future, why are you even wasting your time on that stuff? FIFA game. Sorry, FIFA fans. A bunch of soccer hooligans attack me now. Anyways, there's a big story going around right now. It's all over the news, all quote-unquote news, where Baba Wagner has actually predicted that Trump was going to get the coronavirus. Here's the headline from The Sun. Saw it coming. Blind mystic Baba... See, see, like that pun, like they were making fun of the fact that that woman's blind. Nice pun there, The Sun. Saw it coming. Blind mystic Baba Wagner predicted Donald Trump's coronavirus battle after saying president will get sick in 2020. That's the headline there. I wonder if she predicted how many times I would mispronounce her name. I read the article. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I think that she's not accurate. I think that you can punch a bunch of holes in her stories, but whatever. I'll take a look at it, right? And it says in the sun of all places that she was able to predict that Donald Trump would get sick. This was the actual... Oh, let me read you this quote here. Quote, Baba Wagner also known as the Nostradamus of the Balkans, is claimed by fans... She has fans? People are holding little pennants that say future on it. Is claimed by fans to have foretold that the U.S. president would suffer from, quote, a mysterious illness, unquote, in 2020, which will leave him deaf and with a brain tumor. Well, you know, pretty, pretty accurate, right? That you're predicting this guy's going to get uh, sick in 2020. Here's a tip. Here's a tip. I've actually talked about this on the past on the show. Ooh, that's that's fortuitous mentioning the past during the future. I recommend people to go out if you if you're a fan, if you believe anything Nostradamus ever has to say, uh go buy a book about Nostradamus from like the 70s or the 80s. And it will all be like in the year 1997 the world's going to end, and the antichrist is going to show up and da 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 da. Go and buy a book from the 1970s, 1980s. The world was supposed to be over by now. The way Nostradamus predicted, you can you can squirrel around these things any any way you want. So this is what you can do if you don't want to go to the bookstore. Just use Google search engine and you can set the search parameters. So I looked up Baba Vanga and I looked up Trump, but I looked him up before this year, before anyone knew anything about coronavirus. So so going back, there were actually articles about this. Let's take a journey here. First off, she said that Obama was going to be the last president and the nation would be divided between the North and the South, setting the stage for another civil war. Absolutely not even close to happening. It's civil war, people are getting riled up, but it's not North and South. It's pretty much coastal areas and the, the uh, center of the United States. 
So right there, just totally wrong. And Obama wasn't the last president, but, but, but whatever. There's already two wrong. There's Where's her 85% accuracy now? That's two wrong. Obama wasn't the last president. North and South wasn't divided up. Actually, I should say this too. She's dead. She died in 1995. She died in 1996. She's not saying anything. People are taking her words and they're becoming viral hits and they're getting these articles written about them. So according to whoever's translating it on any given day, Obama was supposed to be the last president. No, because then we got another one. His name is Trump. And then if you look at this illness in 2019, it says that Trump was going to get a brain tumor and go deaf or die, which is a huge difference between the two, right? I know the word deaf and dead only has a difference of one letter. But there's actually a huge difference between those two words, right? There's a lot of people who are deaf, who are quite doing, doing quite well being alive. So you have that. It's not true. It's not true. And you can go back and look and see that the original one was, oh, and the original one was, it had not mentioned illness at all. If you look at an article before 2019, they say Donald Trump will get a brain tumor and either go deaf or die. And now we're in October 2020. And, and so the thing is, is going forward, this is how she keeps her 85% accuracy rate. Going forward, you'll start seeing it pop up on conspiracy sites. If you haven't already, Baba Vagna uh, predicted Donald Trump is going to get coronavirus. That it's not true. It's what he, she did not predict he was going to get an illness at all. Someone added that word in. I actually don't even think she predicted that Donald Trump is going to get a brain tumor because if Obama was the last president, then who the hell is Donald Trump? Like, she's like, I can see the host of a game show called The Apprentice. Uh, he has a brain tumor. Like, what? They'd be like, I can see Drew Carey. He's going to lose a lot of weight. He's actually going to look really good for his age. People are like, what? Why, why are you even predicting just these random people? If he wasn't the president, then how did she predict it anyways? But, you say, Jason, but I saw that she predicted the rise of the coronavirus to begin with. Well, apparently, one of the quotes we actually have from her was when she was still alive, and people weren't so much reading into it. I mean, they were, but it wasn't... It was her actually saying this. Apparently, she actually said, the corona will be all over us. So, let's take a look at another one of her predictions here, actually. One of her most famous predictions nowadays is her predicting 9-11. This is, again, an actual quote from her. Horror! This actual quote. I'm not just saying that. I'm not like a newsboy standing on the street corner. Horror! Horror! The American brethren will fall after being attacked by the steel birds. The wolves will be howling in a bush, and innocent blood will be gushing. Unquote. So people go, see, that was her predicting 9-11. Which I would agree that that's awfully close had she been born if she was a contemporary of Nostradamus. Have you ever met anyone who died in the year 1996 who refers to planes as steel birds? Like, she'd be like, a, a, a couple planes are going to smash into them. And even if she was envisioning this as birds crashing in, she's blind, but she's not dumb. She goes, oh, some steel birds are going to start blowing stuff up or whatever. <laughs> I actually even forgot what it was. The, they're being attacked by steel birds. Couldn't someone at the time said, do you mean airplanes that have been in existence since 1910? Remember? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant, airplanes. So that's so vague, but... It, <sighs> Anyways, this is what I love about being able to dice all this stuff up. She can give something so vague like that. She can call airplane, multiple airplanes, 
steal birds. Not not say President Bush, because obviously she knows American politics if she's talking about Obama. I guess she predicted Obama was going to be black. I'm like, what? Okay, but anyway, oh, fine. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look into that one. Maybe she got that one right. But steal birds will do this, and then the the wolves will be howling in a bush. She doesn't make any connection to President Bush, who uh, his father was around back then. His father had already been president when she died, so she would. she's not an idiot. She's not an idiot. She's super vague on the steel birds in the bush, but she straight up names the virus, the corona. You can't have it both ways. Because if you go, oh no, she's being vague about the steel birds because that's how she envisioned it, but then she turns around to you in a lab coat and she's like, watch out for corona. She's, she's pointing at the camera. You can't have it both ways. Either she's incredibly specific and names the class of virus, or she talks about it in very flowery terms, like wolves out of a bush. Corona actually means crown. So at the time, up until December 2019, people thought that to mean that the Russian czar was going to be reinstated and attack the Balkans, take the area over. The corona will be all over us, or that the British Empire would start to take over. She has a lot of mismatched conspiracies too. So that that's uh, you can just go down deep rabbit holes with that type of stuff. But Corbin's channel, we're going to say goodbye to Baba Vag. The <sighs> last time I have to pronounce her name is the hardest time. We're going to say goodbye to to Baba V. Go ahead and call in that carpenter copter. That's she's like, "What is that? Is that a dual XML Hemi with triple shock absorbers?" That must be a carpenter copter. And we're like, I thought you only knew these things as steel birds. She's like, <laughs> uh, they just, I just say vague stuff and they pay me lots and lots of rubles. But, but she's dead. So <laughs> they're passing through her ghost hands. But she is now taking them to a ghost casino. She's possessed all the rubles. Taking them off to a ghost casino. I guess that happens. I have no other way to end that story. Carpenter copters landed. Corbin's channel putting on his helicopter outfit. He's really dressed up for this episode. Brought his own clothes. He's wearing his little helicopter's outfit. He's dressed as a helicopter, flying a helicopter. We are headed out to the Garden of Eden. We're going to land. I probably shouldn't write this as like a holy spot on the planet. We're landing in the middle of Garden of Eden. There's species that are trying to outrun us. We're landing on them. Corbin's going out of his way to kill the Gleep Glorps. They're the most beautiful species on the planet, but they don't exist anymore because Corbin landed the carbon copter right on top of them on purpose. We get out and we're walking around and there's like a bunch of animals and stuff, right? And they're not eating us because that was something that I always wondered when I was a little kid. Why don't the animals eat each other? Or more specifically, why don't they eat Adam in the Garden of Eden? And I remember, I can't really say that my dad told me this because, you know, my dad is a minister. He, I don't remember if he told me this or if I learned this from a cartoon or if I just made it up. But apparently the animals weren't eating each other because they didn't have to. I don't want to say my dad said that because I don't know if theologically that's true. But the animals didn't have to, right? I guess there was like replicators there and they would just a lion would walk up and hit a button and go like one fried rabbit, please. And the rabbit next to him's like, uh and then the lion would eat the rabbit, and the rabbit would be like, one fried piece of barley, and then, like, the barley next to it would be like, uh. The barley was just like, some cow poop, please! And the cow's like, has a big smile on his face. Anyways, they weren't eating each other. They didn't eat each other on the ark, either. 
But I guess maybe, you know, I guess if God can create the entire universe, he can make animals behave. But anyways, we're walking around, we're like hanging out with lions and stuff like that. While we're going through that whole thing, there's this hot chick on the other side of Eden named Eve. She's walking around. She's been around for a couple hundred years by now. She looks really good. They don't wear leaves at this point. They're really shocked at the fact that we're wearing all this clothing. But, you know, whatever. They they haven't had original sin yet. See, we have. We're ashamed to be naked. And we're watching this hot chick walk around and stuff like that. And we see a snake. That was a very long-winded way to get us to what this story's about. And I think most of you guys know the story of the Garden of Eden. I probably should have told that instead of going off on that long-winded rant. But it's my birthday episode, so... If you don't know the story of the Garden of Eden, I'm going to go over real quickly. Uh, God creates all the animals on the planet and creates this little special place on the planet called Eden. It is what it sounds like. It's what the word Eden means. It's paradise. And he goes, Adam, you can chill here. And it's your job to name all the animals. And it's your job to take care of all the animals, too. You can do whatever you want, but do not eat from the tree of knowledge. And Adam's like, yeah, that sounds totally dope, dude. I'm just walking around hanging out with Gleep Glorps. These animals are going to be amazing someday. And God's like, I know. Bring a little tear to God's eye. He's like, protect those one most of all. And Adam's like, of course. Eventually, Adam's like, yeah, this is kind of cool, man. But I'm lonely. And you know what I mean? He's like nudging God. He's like, you know how I'm lonely, huh? And God's like, stop it. Stop nudging me. Yeah, I get how you're lonely. You want a woman. So he takes one of Adam's ribs out, and he makes a woman. And then, (laughs) that's pretty convenient, right? You're like, oh, I need a girlfriend. You're like getting in horrible car accidents. Your ribs are shooting out everywhere. All of a sudden, you have a harem of ten women. Eve is created from his rib. He was created from clay and earth. And she was created from a rib. Eve, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Adam. Don't eat from the tree of knowledge. And Eve's eyes are shifting from side to side. That's That's not a defect. He did make her eyes correctly. She's like, hmm. So eventually, I, I, I think in the beginning, she probably was like, yeah, you're right, God, I won't do that. But then the serpent shows up. He's hanging out in the tree. Now, this has always been another thing that's puzzled me because the serpent's talking to Eve. And this is in the, in the Bible. The serpent's like, hey, Eve, why don't you come here and eat this apple? God doesn't want you to eat this apple because this apple will make you on par with God. The fact that Eve wasn't completely freaked out that the snake was talking to her makes me think that all the animals talked back then. All the animals were talking, apparently. Because if none of the animals talked, the only one that talked was trying to to get you to eat an apple. One, you want to listen to it. And two, you'd run off and tell your best friend, Hey, there's a talking snake over there. But if everything talked, you wouldn't even think anything of it. And she eats the apple. She immediately knows sin. That's what the knowledge was of. It was like of sin, of right and wrong. You're basically automatons in a way. And that's a big theological debate. I'm making this episode even longer and longer, but that's a big theological debate. Did Adam have free will? Did Adam and Eve have free will before they ate the apple? But she eats the apple and then she convinces Adam to eat the apple and God shows up and he's like, oh, come on, man, I gave you guys one rule. Adam's like, dude, it wasn't me, it was her. And he's like, I don't care. You ate it. Like, yeah, she ate it first, but you did take a bite. So he kicked him out of Eden. And this is what gets left out a lot. This is another interesting little side note to this story. He kicks Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden and says, you'll never be let back in. In the Bible, it says where the Garden of Eden is. 
but you can't find it on a map. It's where these four rivers are supposed to intersect, like the Euphrates. and So, like, they're on Earth, but they don't intersect. Mandela Effect, maybe the very first Mandela Effect. This dude, his name's Adam. Adam and Eve are now outside of the Garden of Eden. So everyone knows that part of the story, but this is 100% in the Bible. This isn't like apocryphal or anything like that. That's not the end of it. God says, not only am I kicking both of you out of Eden, he basically locked them out of Eden. He goes, Eve, because you're the one who started this. Childbirth is going to be extremely dangerous and painful. It wasn't going to be that way at first. I was going to let you have as many babies as you wanted. They're going to pop out of you like gumballs out of a machine. But now, you are going to have to give birth to painful babies. Not painful babies. (laughs) They are covered in spikes. Childbirth is going to be very painful for you. For Adam, and basically for Eve, this punishment fit both of them, work was going to become incredibly hard and you would spend the rest of your life doing backbreaking labor. It was no longer going to be sitting there with a replicator going, fruit box, and a fruit box appears. It was going to be really hard work. And I think one of the most curious things about it is that the he says, Snake, because you were involved in this whole thing, and the snake's like, what, me? <laughs> that wasn't me. That was like the devil disguises me. And God goes, no, I don't, I don't believe you. Because you were involved in this whole thing, the snake gets punished as well. And not like that snake. God doesn't turn him into a bow tie or anything like that. Turn him into a nice pair of shoes. He tells all snakes, you're going to lose your legs. You will slither on the ground and you will eat dust. So at that point, that's why snakes have no legs. I think this is really, really interesting because it turns out that that story may not be the whole thing. There was a big philosopher back in time, not as far back as the guy was right outside the Garden of Eden. He's like, have I got a story for you? This guy was big in America. He mostly grew to power in World War II. He was like a traveling minister. His name was William Branham. So he's like a minister. I think I said he was a philosopher at first, but I misspoke. He was a minister, and he ended up becoming super popular during World War II. He was giving these huge rallies. <laughs> I know there's a lot of... I know you're like, who are you talking about? Are you talking about William Guy? Are you talking about all these other dudes who are giving huge rallies? Are you talking about Mussolini? Are you talking about Hitler? No, I'm talking about the other guy who was doing huge rallies during World War II, whipping people up into a frenzy against a class of humans that weren't like them. William Branham had a theory. We walk into one of his big tent revivals. People are just sitting there. They're like, yeah, woo-hoo, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a white snake concert. But this time, it's not a white snake. It's the snake, the great snake. It's Satan. And actually, that made it sound like Satan was up on the podium. But no, it's William Branham. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you, all you guys. Yeah, you're right. Everything I'm saying is right. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. And he's like whipping them up. He wasn't the most eloquent speaker. His take on the Garden of Eden story was this, and it's not even his original take. There was a lot of people who believed this, even before him. He just made it super popularized. He believed that that whole story was the snake seducing Eve to have sex and ended up giving her the serpent seed. So there's this, I've looked briefly into the science. I don't really know how true it is. I've read a couple articles on it, but there's this thing, and it could be true. That a woman retains the DNA of all the men she's had sex with. Again, I don't know, again, if that's scientifically true. So don't, don't come at me if it's not. I, I'm, I'm stating now I don't know if it's true or not. But in this theory, 
that every time a woman has sex with a man, she retains some of his DNA. I'm sure there would be, at the very least, be some sort of shelf life, right? The dude you were banging when you were 21, they're not still hanging out. They're like, you're a 69-year-old woman. You're like, oh, I really want to go to country music dance because there's a bunch of little little hoedown DNAs in you. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't think that's how DNA works to begin with. But anyways, that a woman retains the DNA of all of her past lovers. May or may not be true. I don't know. But that's kind of where this theory comes from, is that this, she had sex with the serpent, and she got the serpent DNA in her, the serpent seed. And so what happens is, is that when she starts having sex with Adam, because the story is they were the original humans, that some of her descendants, most namely Cain, the first murderer, according to the Bible, was a serpent, was a serpent, half serpent, I guess would be the way to put it. He wasn't full serpent, a little snake didn't slither out. I mean, then Abel wouldn't be like, oh, I should hang out with my brother. He's he's always on the up and up as he's just a snake eating dust. That he was half human, half snake. He was the beginning of the serpent race, or as we may call them today, the reptilians. Now, this actually popped up in the, in the Gnostic Gospel of Philip. I had never heard of this conspiracy theory before, but it's been around for thousands of years. This was actually in one of the Gnostic Gospel books. In um, the, the, the Gnostic Gospel of Philip is actually where Dan Brown got a lot of his Mary Magdalene and Jesus had a baby. I don't know if they had a baby, but they were having sex. I might have just added that part. But he might have. I think they did because that was like the descendants of like the royal blood of uh, Britain or the Knights Templar or something like that. But anyways... Jesus and Mary Magdalene were a couple, and that Jesus may or may not have died. He may have faked his death and moved to Europe and set his bags down and go, ah, now nothing but peace and relaxation for the next 2,000 years. Then all of a sudden, all these wars break out every three minutes in his name. But William Branham, he made this a national philosophy that you had a group of people who weren't even human. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, woo So Branham would speak this stuff. He'd basically say, these people are not like us. These people are reptilians. And he can name them out. He can name them out. Educated people. Ed- if you are an educated person, you might be a reptilian. People are like, well, that's good. I'm a dummy. Yay! And it's funny because you imagine this is the way these type of things work out is that they attract all groups. Imagine there's someone in the group being like, well, I do like reading books on Sunday. And he's kind of like, oh, no, am I a, am I a reptile? <laughs> he's, like, he's like checking his skin. He's like, well, I didn't lay an egg today. So that's a really good sign. A scientist, sci- if you're a scientist, you might be a reptilian. That's probably one of the ways they're able to hide it so long. Because you'll be like, sir, sir. That's how, what we call scientists. We call them, sir. Look at, I found this huge human-sized, Not it's not as big as a human, but I found this reptilian scale that looks like it would fit on a human or something like that the scientist is like what are you talking about you lunatic here i'll take a look at it and then the scientist takes it back in his lab and he goes yeah yeah i'll run a bunch of tests on it right now and he's and he's putting it back on his arm he's like that's where you went scales and then he would tell them oh no it just turned out to be like a wombat's iris or something like that. And the guy's like, well, I guess that makes sense. I always trust scientists. He walks away. He's tripping over giant eggs in the scientist's front yard. Uh. He also said that a majority of criminals, not all of them, which is very curious, majority of criminals were actually reptilians as well. 
So I don't know why just the majority of them. I mean, I can understand him being like, heroin affects the lizard brain more than a normal human brain. <laughs> Watch, let me sn- snort all this heroin. <sighs> See, I'm just fine. Now, does anyone else <laughs> want to do that test? Does anyone else want me to test that again? Come here, sir, with your opium. I guess there were some crimes he would say weren't reptilian-based, like maybe jaywalking. But I guess if you're, like, getting arrested for stealing eggs or or laying naked on rocks on cold days, they probably that's probably a sign of you being a reptilian criminal. He also, this, I mean, I could just keep saying what he also said. But he believed that they talk about the missing link between chimpanzee and man. And it was actually the serpent. Now, at this point, you're going, Jason... You've talked a lot about weird science stuff over the course of 539 episodes. But if you ask me to believe that the missing link between a chimpanzee and a man is a snake, then I'm out. But here's the thing. This is where it gets even weirder. Because this is where it turns out he doesn't even believe it's a snake. He believes that the snake was actually a giant man who banged Eve. Talk about a plot twist, right? Talk about a plot twist. This whole time you're imagining a bunch of reptilians running around and this woman banging a snake. You imagine that one a little too long, guys. He believed the snake, the serpent, was actually a giant man, a humanoid. And that did have sex with Eve. And then when God said, I'm going to take away your legs and make you eat dust, that's when he became a reptilian snake. You obviously have to do a bunch of mental acrobats to fall for this, but a lot of people did. This was a really, really popular theory in the 40s, and it wasn't like just an overnight thing. Like It built up, and I think it's really easy to whip people up against the other, and if you can go, those people aren't like us, and they happen to be half reptile, or people are like, wait, I thought it was a giant. He's like, no, 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 they're, they're, whatever. Don't even make me explain it again. Those people aren't like us. Okay, there's people aren't like us and they're not like us, not in the sense that someday they'll come around and start believing what we believe. No, because if that's the case, then we could come around and start believing what they believe. No, 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 no. We don't want to talk about conversations. We want to talk about the fact that they are genetically different from us so much so that they're not even human. They're only half human. It's an interesting conspiracy theory. We know why it works. Because the other is always so scary, and you can create the other in so many ways. And when you combine the conspiracy theory with the religious text, it's like giving it ten times the power, a hundred times the power. Basically, his theory is that every woman potentially carries the seed of the devil. All of them. It cuts across race, it cuts across culture, it cuts across religion. You can't say it's the Jews, you can't say it's the whites, you can't say it's the Irish, the black, the Hispanics. Anyone, and it's not more in any one group, anyone can be one of these serpent seeds. Every woman has the potential of spitting out one of these babies at any given time, and it cuts across party lines, religious lines, cultural lines. But that's actually a good segue. I think we're going to do tomorrow's episode. I'm going to, because I still have a lot more to talk about. We're going to split this episode in two, even though this one is long. Tomorrow, we're going to go over a list, a little list I found of 25 ways to know whether or not you, we're not going to go through all 25, (laughs) not at all, because some of them are just ridiculous. Well, all of them are ridiculous in context, but we're going to go over a list so you can find out whether or not you are a reptilian. You're going to have to wait a full 24 hours 
to find out, based on this list I found on the internet, whether or not a reptilian is currently residing in you. I guess you'll just have to sit patiently. I don't know. It took me so long to come up with that. I was like, what can I say with an S sound? I guess you'll... Oh, there you go. I guess you'll just have to wait. That's my tail. That's a... I have a rattle, rattle tail. Click, 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 click. I guess you'll just have to click, 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 click. Wait for the next episode. Okay, it's getting dumb. The joke was I was a snake. Come back tomorrow and you can find out if you're a snake too. Thank you for everyone. This was my birthday episode. It was long. I had a lot of fun doing it. I'm going to go lay on a rock and regulate my body temperature. But if you want to get in touch with me, deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. But I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great day. Rattle, 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 rattle. I'll see you guys later.